way right there. I wasn't even inspecting it, but it's good. Hey, it's great to be back in Timaru. And um, I always love the drive up in the morning. It's always, uh, it doesn't change in temperature. It was three degrees the whole way uh, until we got to Timaru and uh, then it dropped down to about 2.5. That was all right. So it was all good. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. You're here right now by your Holy Spirit. You're in this house. Father, we thank you for all that you've established in our lives, all that you're going to do. Lord, right now, we just give you thanks. We give you glory for who we are. But Lord, we know there's more. We know there's, there's, as you lead and guide us, as you're the author and the perfecter of our faith, as we learn to trust in you in, in many different areas of our lives. Father, we open up our heart. We open up our lives to you, Jesus. We say, Holy Spirit, come in and, and search us. Lord, that we would, we would be honorable to you, that, Lord, you would work with us and walk with us today. Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy. Follow us all the days of our lives. And, Father, this morning, we thank you that there's faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love, and they all last forever. Lord, this morning, let your love be poured out on every single person, from every volunteer, from every kid in kids' church, to every person here in this room this morning. Lord, we thank you for your grace in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen, Amen, Amen. Thank you, awesome worship team. What a wonderful worship this morning. Um, now, I'll just let you know, I, I don't think I am um, contagious, um, and I'm not sick. What I did was I did some sanding without a mask on. That's not smart. That's right. So, yeah. I have done a building apprenticeship. Yeah, that's right. You know, Laziness will get you a long way in the wrong direction. Uh, it will. It will. And so, yeah, last Saturday afternoon, I was just doing some sanding with an orbital sander, and there was lots of dust, and um, I didn't wear a mask, and this has happened. Um, so, um, you know, I, I am grateful that the Lord does heal things of our own stupidity, uh, and we repent. But, um, yeah, so hopefully my voice lasts, and, uh, but it's so good, so good to be here. I always enjoy coming up to Timaru and um, being with the church here, and just really believing for what God's doing and, and lots of cool things. Amen. Amen. I want to I wanna share a message with you this morning. Um, if you grab your Bibles, um, they'll always, they're always very, very useful. Who knows that your Bible is useful? Who didn't know that their Bible is useful? <laughs> All right, just checking. Um, I've, I've got a message on my heart for us this morning that will just... I think hopefully lift us. Who uh, I don't know about you, but I always want to leave church lifted. Uh, I don't want to leave church condemned. Uh, and I want to leave church lifted by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I really believe today this will speak into us and uh, and we'll go from from here. Um, in um, Luke chapter seventeen, uh, it says just this, and I'm reading now the New International Version for this scripture. It says, Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. But woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. 
So watch yourselves. If your brother and sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, for, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day, seven times come back into you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry bush, um, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. I, I love the scripture, scripture of God, um, but often I read parts of this Bible. Anyone read parts of the Bible? And one of the parts of the Bible that I often read is, if you have faith as small as a mulberry bush, you can say to this mountain, be uprooted and throw into the lake, right? But here's the thing. It's connected to the verses that are pre previous to it. And so when we read Scripture, it's really important that we just don't take one line at a time, but we understand what Jesus is talking about here. When, when he's, and so here's the thing. I want to just rewind a little bit and, and, and go to... Um, Jesus says to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. Don't you like that? You know, I became a Christian because I thought it was all roses and cottonmore. No, but things that, uh, that cause people to stumble are bound to come. There's going to be stuff in our life that is going to cause us to stumble. I don't know about you, but I got really excited the other day. I had this revelation. Uh, that, that I've, I, I haven't stubbed my toe for a long time. I, I, I just had this revelation. I was like, hey, Will, you haven't stubbed your big toe for a long time. When was the last time you stubbed your big toe? Ages, right? But, but when was the last time you hit your little toe? I don't know about you, but I hit my little toe on the corner of things all the time. See, we can grow up. What I mean around this illustration is we can grow up and we can learn to walk, but still, and we get better at walking because most of the time when you stub your toe is when you're a little child, right? And because you're trying to figure out, my son right now, he's 13, and he's hit a certain age in his life that his feet and his hands grow faster than everything else. His feet are like this big. They are huge. And I'm just like, stub, you're going to stub your toe. I don't speak it over him, but you know, there's, 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 but what I'm saying is, in life, we've we've learned to go through stuff and we get better at it. But there's still times that, man, in the middle of the night or something, and you you're up and or you walk past that coffee table and you hit your little toe. Oh, I'm pretty sure I've broken my little toe a couple of times, but there's no point going to the doctor. They're, doctors are very useful, by the way. Just you know throw that out there. Um, but, you know, the Bible says here, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. And, and this morning, I want to encourage you that even if your little toe gets broken, if, even if you stumble over stuff, there's, there's faith that will help you get through it this morning. Who believes that? I believe that. See, I think why I want to talk about this this morning is because I'm passionate about seeing the church grow. But I've figured out that the biggest um, challenge to see the church grow is actually the people in it. I don't know, I'm not trying to offend anyone this morning, but we just, we, if, if we all just learnt to get along with one another, the church would grow. But stuff that causes people to stumble is bound to happen. And, and so anyway, I want to keep moving on. Um, in, in our lives, we choose how we're going to deal with offence. 
You know that. Stuff's going to come in your world. Someone's going to say something. Someone, or you're going to interpret something wrong. Or, or the enemy's going to get in and he's going to try and sow a wedge here. Or some, just someone's having a little bit of a bad day and their, their tone and their reply comes back and you're like, what? what's going on here? Stuff is going to come. But we choose on what cross we want to hang on. Just like the two criminals with Jesus, they, there, was, there was always a way out. I love it how Jesus says, you know, when one, one criminal says, oh, you know, save yourself and save us. At the same time, thinking about himself, or the other criminal said, you know, Jesus, remember in me, Lord, as you come into paradise. And Jesus turns to that criminal and says, you'll be with me in paradise today. We choose what cross that we want to die on. We want to be, die on the proud cross, or do we want to die on the humble cross? Because the proud cross leads one way. The humble cross leads to revelation and, 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 and relationship with Jesus. We, we, we have to choose what cross that we want to hang on, because we are going to hang on a cross one way or another, metaphorically. So this morning, just making sure that's out there, because we will we'll, we'll die one way or another. We'll die in our offense, or we'll, 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 we'll be resurrected in our humility. And I want to encourage you this morning that God has enough for you, which is the main scripture I want to get us to this morning. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul's teaching here, and he, and he talks a lot. He's talking about, um, oh, I don't want to read all of it for the sake of time, but um, he talks about boasting in God and, 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 and thanking God for all that he's done. And in verse 6 of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, Even if I, sh- if I choose to boast, I would not be, full, not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted but by what I do or say. Or because of these uh, surpassingly great revelations... Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord, take it away from me. Verse 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. Anyone getting inspired right now? For when I am weak, I am strong. This morning, I want you to leave with just this phrase in your head. My grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient for you. Maybe you've gone through life and you know how to not stub your big toe now, but every now and then your little toe gets hurt and man does it hurt. Something gets into your life, something offends you, something hurts you. I want to tell you this morning, God's grace is sufficient for you. See, often I I, I wonder about the scripture because it, it sort of plays on a paradigm where where it talks about how um, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. And I, and it plays in my head because I'm like going, God, how do you do you, do you allow this? Do you, you you know? And and I don't know about you. I just grapple about it, but I was thinking about it, and I think often 
God lets us go through stuff to develop us, to strengthen us, to strengthen endurance and all that sort of and character. God lets us go through stuff, but I, I, I don't believe there's 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 things in offense will create an opening for torment in your life. But if what I want to say is is in I don't know if necessarily sometimes God wants Satan to come at us, but he'll allow stuff to come at us. So it's not necessarily an irritation in our life, but a limitation in our life. Let me explain that for a second. See, God doesn't want the devil just to be an irritant in our life. If we hold on to offense, if we hold on to those disappointments, if we hold on to that, that stuff, it will become an irritant. It will torment you. But I believe that what Paul's saying here is this is here. It shows our limitedness in God and who we are. And in our limitedness, we then realize that we need Jesus in our life. In our weakness, then I am strong. And so sometimes there might be stuff going on in your world. It's not there just to be an irritant. It's there to remind us of our limitations to every time we go, man, Lord, I need you. Who needs Jesus? We all need Jesus. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I, even my 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 wife's grandfather has been a Christian all of his life. And then, as he as he was going through the latter stages of his life, he still asked Desiree. He said, "Hey, Desiree, would you mind leading me through the sinner's prayer again?" At ninety-four years of age, he's been a Christian all of his life, but he just wanted to again recommit his heart to Jesus. See, oh, I want to encourage you this morning. God's grace is sufficient for you in every occasion. You know, there might be times where you know, there's that you might be wandering around. You're like, oh, I can't be bothered coming to church. I can't be bothered doing this, or or I've lost hope, or I've been disappointed in an area. You only have to be a Christian for a small amount of time and, 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 and you think, man, what's going on? Because there's always something happening in our world that tries to make us stumble. Jesus says there's always going to be stuff that makes us stumble. But this morning, can I encourage you, God's grace is sufficient. Through the insults, through the hardship, through the persecution, in the difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. Anyone going through a hard time right now, you don't have to put up your hand. <laughs> Anyone going through a challenge, you don't have to put up your hand. Anyone being disappointed, you don't have to put up your hand. Anyone being hurt, anyone being offended, probably covered most people now. <laughs> My grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient for you right now. Maybe you lost your job. No, God's grace is sufficient for you. Maybe you got hurt, disappointed, offended. No, God's grace is sufficient for you. Just receive God's grace. I'm going to illustrate it a little bit more in a second. but God's grace is sufficient. I don't know about you guys here, but I'm a, I like fishing. Anyone like fishing? I generally go waiting rather than fishing. Uh, I, 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 I plan to go fishing, but most of it all, it just turns into waiting. Yeah, it's fishing, yeah. Fishing turns to waiting, or um, hopefully it turns into catching. Um, but, but one of the things when you go fishing, especially if you go out in the ocean, 
depending on what size uh, fish you want to catch, you've got to use a, a, a particular size trace. A trace is the, uh, the, the part of the line that is at the start of the fishing uh, on the end of the hook so that if you get a large fish, uh, the, the trace there is strong enough to hold on to the large fish. Here's the thing, if you, you go out as a fisherman preparing to fish for large fish, you put a big trace on. But if you're preparing to try and uh, fish for smaller fish, you put the right size trace on. And this is the picture I want you to get this morning. When God's grace is sufficient for you, if you're going after something big, an issue that you're believing that only God can break through and, and it's a big thing, he, his, his grace is sufficient. The trace is big enough for you to catch that thing that, that, that breakthrough that you're believing for. If you're going after something smaller and a smaller fish, he'll give you the right trace. He'll give you the right grace to catch that smaller fish. Does that make a picture for you this morning? It gives you a picture to go, you know what? God's grace is sufficient in every situation. You might think the issue is big, but to God it, it's, it's small. But he'll give you enough grace for it. Let me, let me explain it a little bit more. See, we can do things in our own ability if we want. But uh, I don't know about you, but it's always sucked. Uh, I'll just say <laughs> how it is for me. I have dyslexia and I only know a certain number of words and sucked is one of the ones that I know. Um, you can, if you're an English teacher, you can give me a whole lot of other words later. But stuff happens in life. Jesus even said it in Luke chapter 17. Stuff's going to happen. But is God's grace sufficient for you? Yes, it is. God's grace is sufficient. You came in here this morning going, I don't know how this is going to outwork. God does. God knows how it's going to outwork. God's grace is sufficient for you. Maybe you're believing for a restoration in a relationship. God's grace is sufficient. He's got the right amount of grace. For you, there's, a, there's, a, there's an illustration of God's provision, God's grace in the Bible. And in Exodus chapter 16, some of you may know this story. But the children of Israel have, have, are moving into the promised Lord. They're wandering in the desert and they're whinging a little bit. Like, oh, you brought us out of Egypt and we're here now. But let me just read it a little bit. Um, Exodus 16 verse 3. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. They, they were sat there where we sat around our pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now we have brought us into, He has brought us into the wilderness to starve us all to death. Then Moses said, "Look, I'm going going to rain down from heaven." Then the Lord said to Moses, "Sorry, look, I'm going to rain down from heaven for you each day. The rain down from heaven for you each day." The people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for, the, for that day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they will gather food. Um, and, and when they prepare it, there will be twice as much as usual. It goes on. Moses goes and talks with Aaron, and, and they share this with the children, people of Israel. So verse 17, dropping down, it says this. So the people of Israel did as they were told. Some gathered a lot, some only gathered a little. But when they measured it out, everyone had just enough. 
Those who gathered a lot had, had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. Each family had just what it needed. <clears throat> Moses told this story, and they went out and did it. See, every single day there was a, there was a challenge. A challenge to not try and get more than was needed because it, it then it actually, if you read the story more, it didn't keep to the next day. It actually had maggots in it. But every day there was a challenge to go out and get as much food as that individual needed, whether you wanted to grab a whole lot or whether you only needed just a little. See, I, I really believe this is a provision of God's grace. Every single day he wants you to come out to him every single day he wants you to pick up his provision off the ground every single day he goes how much do you want how much do you need every day because my grace is sufficient for you every day maybe you're like right now oh man I just need so much more of your grace Lord, I need grace in this area. And Lord, I need provision in this area. And, and go out with your basket and gather it all up. And consume it into your heart. Consume it into your spirit and go, Lord, today I'm suffice in you because of your grace. Maybe you're doing well and things are going well and you only need to go out and grab an entree-sized snack. Grab that and go, you know what, God, thank you, Lord, that you are so good. And you can consume that. But this picture here is a great picture of there is enough for every single person. But it's every day. It's every day. It's not just, oh, well, it's off to click and collect, pack and save. You know, that doesn't work in our house. It's almost like we've got two, teen, two, two teenagers and a, and a daughter. Man, you, you buy the groceries and you go home and you think, yeah, sweet, this is going to last the whole week. Two days later, where all the food at? It's gone. No, but every day, every single day, God's grace is sufficient for you, but you've just got to go out. You've got to go, Lord, I need your grace. Maybe there's stuff in your world there. Maybe there's offense in your world. Maybe there's insults. Maybe there's hardships. Maybe there's persecution. Maybe there's difficulties. There probably will be. But God's grace is sufficient for you. What about around your finances? Is there pressure? Come on, God, go out and get God's grace every single day. Put, put his trust in you. See, I love, I love Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Because it makes me smart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. See, school was tricky for me. I, didn't, I came out of school literally thinking I was an idiot. Literally. Like, my report cards said E the whole way through because it couldn't go to F. They only went to E. And E was not for excellent. Back that day, it was A, B, C, D, E with a dyslexia challenge and all that sort of stuff, reading and writing and spelling was really, really difficult. I mean, slowly getting better, but it's still really difficult. But I came out of school going, man, I'm an idiot. I never want to go to school again. 
and I'm a, I'm a practical person. I'm a builder by trade. And I know God's created me this way, and I can celebrate that, and I can rejoice that now. But man, was there a challenge? Was there a path to go through? Yeah. Man, all the time. When we got asked to go to, um, to pastor a church and, and master them, they said, yeah, let's pastor a church. Why don't you go and pastor the church? We're like, oh, well, a long story. We said, yes. And then they said, but we want you to go to Bible college. <laughs> college? But... <laughs> And just, I just saw the alphabet flash in front of me. E, 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 E. I was like, I don't want to go to college at all. But I had to rely on God's grace as sufficient for me. I've learned a new letter out of college, and it was A. God's grace is sufficient for you. I share that because I boast in who God is. Uh, my, my first paper, I put it in. And I was so nervous, so, so, so nervous. And there was this thing at Bible college called a resubmit. I don't know if any of you have been to Bible college. And I put my first paper in, comes back, resubmit. I'm like, oh, I'm destroyed. I see it come up in my email, resubmit. I'm like, the first one, God. First one. And inside all this thing comes back, E, E, E. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Not just from... What is it? The Grinch at Christmas time. I open up the email just to have a look at the resubmit, and it's like, please put your name on it. And <laughs> they said, please put your name on it and resubmit it back in. And you're like, oh, that's a bit rough. Can you see my email address? And in that in those days, if you had to resubmit, you automatically lost ten percent. Automatically lose ten percent. Yeah, I'm think things are changing, right? Yeah, talking to that. Yeah. Uh, but I, even even though I lost ten percent, I still got eighty eight percent. And and again, what I, I say this this morning is, you might be challenged in an area of hurt, pain. You might be challenged in an area of insufficiency. You might be challenging whatever it is. But no, God's grace is sufficient for you. We just got to go out and get it every single day. How much you need, God can supply it for you. If you only need a whole lot, go get a whole lot. It's like it's like this is the smorgasbord of grace. You're going to get as much as you want this morning, as much as you want today, and you'll be sufficient to catch that big fish. You'll be sufficient to, to catch that small fish. It will be sufficient. God's grace is sufficient for you. I want to finish with this this morning. In, um, in Psalm 51. Many of you may know this psalm. Psalm David writes around the time or in response to the time where he's stuffed up in life. I reckon we could all probably spin our own psalm every now and then. We could write down something, just a love letter to God. But he writes this psalm and goes down, and many of you will know a lot of this if you've read it before. You know, created me a clean heart, O oh God, and um, renew a right spirit within me. It keeps on going down, and in the end, uh, near verse, uh, verse 16, this is what I want to want to share with you this morning: is you do not delight in sacrifice, 
or I would bring it to you. uh, I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit and a broken, conceited heart. For you, God, will not despise. As I said this morning, we can we can hang on the cross of pride, or we can be resurrected in the cross of humility this morning. In any area that you're believing for, God's grace is sufficient for you. You don't boast in in our, and we we can boast in our weakness because that's what God wants in our life. You know, I want to tell you, you're pretty awesome people, pretty amazing. I love to sit down and find out what you actually do for jobs or for a living. You know, I think I think parents are amazing. You know, I, I, I was brought up by my mum and my stepdad and they're pretty cool. Didn't really have much of a dad. My stepdad did his best, but there was not really a connection. I think parents are amazing. I've got a 13-year-old, an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old. Do you want to know how much grace I go after every day? Like enough so I can barely walk. I'm like, Lord, show me how to be a dad. Show me how to have grace. Like, I pray Galatians 5 every day. Lord, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control. Lord, I need them all. God, your grace is sufficient. Maybe if you are a dad in this room and... Your children are growing up and you're uncertain how to love them and lead them. Just go after God's grace. So, Lord, today, give me the wisdom. Like James said, if you lack wisdom, ask for wisdom. And the faith that you ask with it, he'll give it to you. Every day I go, oh, Lord, show me how to deal with a temperamental, stroppy, emotional self. No, no. <laughs> but God's grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient. Hey, why don't we um, keep Ben, if you can play that guitar. And I really want to use the next 10 minutes just to pray. I, I, don't, I try not to preach for a long time. Uh, I try just to sit... Uh, a, a tone of what I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to do, but I really believe there's people in this room just enlarge your expectation of God's grace. Just enlarge your expectation. Today, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get as much as I need. Just like when Moses commanded what the Lord said to him, go out and get as much as you need for today. And then tomorrow, go out and get as much as you need again. Come on, there's faith in this room. There's faith in this room. What are you believing for? What are you believing for? There's a number of ladies in our church love Jesus. But for one reason or another, their husbands at home don't doesn't have a relationship with God. I say every day, fill your bag up. Every day, fill up that grace. Fill up that expectation. Believe for the salvation of your husband. Don't just go out and get a little bit. Get out, go and get a lot. Maybe you're here and you're believing for a 
a son or a daughter to step into God's will. Go and get that grace today. Go and get it tomorrow. Go and get it the next day. Maybe you're here and you've, you've had to work through. Let's, let's find that beautiful list. Insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties. I tell you, if you hang on to those things, man, it'll become like a tormenting spirit. But if you can go after God's grace this morning, say, Lord, remember me as you come into paradise and have that humility to say, Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. Help me to give forgiveness. He'll give you the grace for it today. He'll give you the grace for it tomorrow. He'll give you what you need today. He'll give it what you need tomorrow. But you've got to go out and get it. got to go out and get it. Why don't we stand to our feet if that's okay. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here. We just thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. And right now we open up our hearts to you, Jesus. And we thank you that for the joy set before you, you endured the cross. And Lord, through the cross, you set us free from the power of sin, the penalty of sin. And Lord, we right now, we just thank you that your grace is sufficient for all of our sin. You've taken the, and you've paid the price. And by your grace today, we stand here free because of what you did on the cross, Lord. But Lord, as we walk and as we work, work with you, and as you lead us, there's gonna be stuff that will cause us to stumble. There's going to be stuff that tries to halt her. There's going to be stuff that tries to slow us down. There's going to be stuff that tries to destroy even G2 of the call of God that is on our life. And Father, I pray right now, just as Paul says, I don't boast, but we, Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. His grace is sufficient. Where do you need His grace right now? Where do you need His love? I'm a little bit of a visual person, so sometimes I go out and have my basket and I look down at the the manna and the quail on the ground and I lie, Lord, I just need a bit of that. When it comes to insufficiency, Lord, I just need some more of that. Lord, where it needs forgiveness, I need a whole lot of, I need to be able to give it to. And Lord, just keep going, just pour it in, pour it in. Lord, I need your grace, I need your grace. Where it needs, where I need faith, I go, come on, God. I, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I need your faith this morning. So I'm going to pick up some faith. I'm going to believe. I'm going to have faith. Often I come across another word on the ground attached to some manna and quail. It's called trust. I don't know about this, God, but I'm going to trust in you. I need some more of that today. Lord, I'm going to hope, like what Pastor Dave was talking about earlier. I can hope again. Oh, let's, let's, I need to put some of that in my basket. And then just start consuming it in your spirit. Start finding God's grace. I really believe the famous scripture in 
Philippians where it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's about, I can do all things through the grace of God working through my life. Come on, you're graced this morning. You're empowered this morning. You're anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit. He loves you. He loves you. Lord, let the grace of God just come and fill our spirit again, fresh. And that would boast. It would boast in you, Lord. It would boast in you. Boast in you. Grace is sufficient. Sufficient. I just feel prophetically there's people in this room that have been struggling to sleep. Struggling to sleep. In fact, you're getting minimal, insufficient sleep. But I just declare right now that His grace is sufficient, and I declare the peace of God over your life, and that the sleep that you do get is going to be supernatural, but it will grow into a normal pattern. But I declare supernatural sleep, supernatural grace right now in Jesus' mighty name. I declare breakthrough in Jesus' name. If that's you, just let the Holy Spirit fill your spirit. Let Him fill your spirit right now. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. And now sleep that overflows. His grace is sufficient. about the different challenges and forgiveness and all that sort of stuff. But the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. And Jesus then says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the seed. As we finish this morning, could that be our, our question that we go to the Lord? Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. Are you believing for the salvation of your workmate? Are you believing for the salvation of your friend? Are you believing for the salvation of a mother or a father or a brother or a sister, an uncle or an auntie? Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith to believe, Lord, this morning for your goodness and your grace. In Jesus' name. Just before we finish this morning, maybe in this room and you've never declared Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to tell you, it was the greatest decision of my life. I prayed this prayer when I was 14 years old after going to many kids camps at a place called El Rancho, just north of Wellington. 
was the first Christian in my family. Come home and I told mum and my stepdad, and they're like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, I want to go to church. They go, well, there's one up the road. Walk to that. So I'd walk to church every single Sunday and after about three months because I didn't get connected and there was no youth group and I fell away from God. I always loved God. Always knew Him in my life. But I just knew I was walking my own, living my own world. When I was 17, I recommitted my heart just through a number of situations, circumstances. And from that moment on, I've been following Him ever since. I've still stuffed up. I've still made many, many mistakes. But I know I've been following Him and He's been walking with me and working with me. And I want to tell you this morning, if you open up your heart to Jesus, He's faithful to come into your life and lead you. Maybe it's for the first time. Or it's like me. I recommitted my heart when I was 17. But I would love to pray with you. You don't need to come down the front. You can say exactly where you are. But I would love to just pray with you and just lead you in asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And so whether it's for the first time or whether you're recommitting your heart to Jesus this morning, I would love to pray with you. As I said, I don't want to embarrass you. And so if we could all just bow our heads and close our eyes just for everyone's individual privacy in this room. I am going to ask you to do one thing that's slightly brave. In a moment, I'm going to just ask you to lift your hand and, and wave it at me. And I'll, I'll see it and I'll acknowledge it. And then you can put your hand down. Why, why do I want you to do that? One is because it excites me. I'm really excited when someone gives their heart to Jesus. It's so awesome. It's so cool. And when I acknowledge it, it's going to also excite the church because this is what we're here for, believing for one another. And so if you're here this morning and you never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I want to tell you, His love and His grace is sufficient for you. Through all things, I would love to pray with you. If you're here this morning and you want to recommit your heart to Jesus, His grace is sufficient. He's faithful and just to live with you. And so right now, if that's you, would you mind acknowledging your decision this morning in your heart by just shooting your hand up, waving at me, I'll see it, then you can put it down. Awesome, God bless you. Anyone else this morning that's me saying that's me? I'm acknowledging Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior for the first time or whether you recommit in your heart. Just real quick, looking around, I've seen one person, you can put your hand down if you want to. Anyone else, real quick. That's awesome. Hey, even if you didn't want, didn't feel brave enough to put your hand up, that's okay. I'm still going to pray with you this morning. Let me just pray for these people. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you that your grace is sufficient for what you did on the cross when you died and when you rose again. You took our sin. You took the penalty of our sin on the cross. And now we get to walk free. But Holy Spirit, we ask you to come into our life and lead us from this day and every other day. And we pray, Lord, that as we walk with you, your Holy Spirit will walk with us. And Lord, every day as we go out and as we pick up your grace, as we pick up what mana we need, what, what we need for that day, every day is sufficient. And Lord, we get to go out again every other day 
and do the same thing. I thank you right now that we're starting that relationship with you, that every day we get to go out. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a clap of praise? So good. God's good, isn't He? Fantastic, fantastic. Hey, uh, why don't you grab yourselves a seat for a second? I just got to share one more little thing. Well, sort of little, sort of might not be. Well, one of the great privileges I've had is over the last couple of years is just being able to serve the church and work with uh, your pastors, Dave, Mayor, and the family. And um, as you know, Maya uh, finished her doctorate uh, earlier at the beginning of this year. And then you, you'd also know that uh, some of you may know she's now working in and out of Laidlaw College up in Christchurch. And that, that's naturally uh, made, like, led them to a place of asking the questions, where is God calling us to? And uh, many of you may you will understand this and all that but uh, one of the things that Dave and May and the family they do feel called now into a new season into, and that they've served here in Timaru uh, for 10 years and um, I, I, I've only heard has anyone here been has anyone been here for all of the 10 years John right out the back good job and so just some of the stuff that I know that they came up here and they and they had to deal with and how, how they've served through the church and through the issues. They've just done a phenomenal job. But as you could probably be aware, a decision has uh, has had to come to them going, well, where is God calling us? And, and I just wanted to let you know that uh, they have indicated that, that they will move, that they feel God's calling them to Christchurch uh, in, in the near future, how that and what that looks like. We don't have any information for you at best, but we know that next year they really want to be on the ground in Christchurch, outworking what God's called into their life. And so we are currently in the in the in the um, process. Thank you, Dave. I told you I have a small amount of words. Uh, in the process of working out what it's going to look like, uh, when and how, and then who also will come in and and be your new pastors and so um, one of the things that we wanted to do is is just uh, let you know of 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 that let you know of what they feel that well, what their conviction is and what God's laid on their heart and and the, they have been phenomenal uh, how they've served the church here in Timaru and uh, as a church uh, we need to really honor and honor them as pastors we also need to really honor them and release them into the next season that God has is calling them into and then I know uh, this from a relational point of view uh, this is hard I understand that um, but relationships can go cross boundaries and I really believe that you can continue your connections and you can continue your relationships. And they're only a couple of hours up the road. And I'm sure they'll be invited back. And I'm sure you'll nurture and, and care for the relationships that they have here. But uh, so that's just the information that we wanted to share with you. We are in a process of honoring them, honoring the next season on their lives. And, um, you know, as, as a church, I want to honor you as well. Um, because in the next little while, uh, there's going to be some changes. And so just be open-minded to what the Lord has for us as a church. Amen. And so I uh, just wanted to share that with you. 
those who might see me a little bit more in the next <laughs> before the end of the year. Um, just working some stuff through, but I don't know about you, but I wonder if we could all just stand and, and just honour Dave and Maya uh, this morning, and just uh, just really what, what what we believe for their next season. They're phenomenal people, um, and these 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 things are never easy. These things are never easy. They have they serve and they serve and they serve. And they know what it means to their family, but they also know what it means to you. And uh, they love you very, very much. And so I'll hand you back to Dave, and we'll go from there. Thanks, Pastor Will. Yeah, so new new beginnings, new season uh, coming up. And uh, it's not, yeah, as Will says, it's, uh, it'll be a process. So we're probably looking at the end of the year. So you've got to stick with us for at least another four months. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a new season. And, and just as Will has said, His grace is sufficient for us. And His grace is sufficient for Mary and I in moving. And His grace will be sufficient for this church um, to move forward as well. And, uh, and I know that He's got great things in store. And I really believe um, the best days for Equibus Tamaru are still ahead and uh, I'm excited to hear and and uh, yeah I know and I know I trust the movement that um, the people that will be taking on from us will uh, will run with it and will do an amazing job and um, I'm just excited to see what will happen but uh, yeah that's down the track for now um, we're gonna finish with a song so I invite um, Ben and the team he's there awesome and let's go out praising God. Awesome. If you did put your hand up or if you in that space before when Will was giving a salvation order call that you thought, yeah, no, I should have put my hand up. You want to have a chat, just come and grab me or Will, we would love to pray with you and believe with you in that. So come and grab us afterwards. Can I just say one thing? Um, I just really want to honour Dave and Maya. Um, when I came into this place, I was a mess. And uh, these, guys, these guys took me under their wings and uh, the relationship uh, just helped me come who I am now and, and put me through a real hard stage. And I just want to honor you guys for building a, a, a strong foundation in this place. And, and I, I've seen the work you've done and it's, I'm just so grateful. So thank you. And before I cry, <laughs> let's praise Jesus. <laughs>